But what I want to talk to you today, we'll come back around, is that you are made for more. And through those, you're going to discover that. So you are made for more. I don't care who you are. I don't care how old you are. You are made for more than what you ever have been before. Pastor Rick, you are made for more. You are made for more. Go ahead and go to the next slide because look at here. What you have achieved is only a fraction of what God has designed for you. Only a fraction. What I have accomplished because of God so far is only a small fraction of what he has designed for me to do. And so that's what we need to talk about today. You are made for more. Can I get an amen? amen. Are you ready to hear that? Because, see, this is something I'm, like, so passionate about, so passionate about. In fact, you know, because of this, because God has told me that I am made for more, because of that, he has stepped me beyond what I've done already, and I just finished that very book. So that will be coming out. And, and I need to tell you this because he's talking to you. He's talking to you today. No matter where you're at, no matter how much you think you've accomplished, no matter how proud you are, because you should be proud of where God has you today. But see, God has you going further. He wants you to go further. All right? So let's go ahead, and I'm going to tell you and start with a story. Is that okay? So the story happens to be about a young woman. All right, it could be a guy, it doesn't really matter. But this, soul, this story happens to be a young girl. She's about 16 years old. She was just going through life as we go through life. You know, in high school, it gets hard. It can be challenging. And this young girl, she's raised by a single mom, and the single mom doesn't have a regular job like, like we might have. She's self-employed, so sometimes they had money, sometimes they didn't. She actually didn't even know her father. I mean, she'd receive gifts from him now and then, but she had never met him. She never got to experience the love of a father. And we all know how important the love of a father is as we're growing up. So because of that, you can imagine that her own confidence was kind of uncertain, unstable. She wasn't really sure who she was, right? And... Those teenage years are, are hard. Any of you in them? I could get a, yeah, it is, hey? It can be so challenging, especially not knowing from, from you know, your family, not having a family that's confident and secure in who they are. It makes it even harder, doesn't it? So as this girl's going about her life, all of a sudden, she's about, um, again, 16 years old, and, and this stranger comes into her life. This woman comes into her life, and this woman said, oh, um, meets with her and her mom and says, I need you to know something about yourself. Your father, your father was a king. You hear what I'm saying? Your father, who just recently died, he was a king. So that makes you a princess. And she's like, What? No way, I'm not a princess, right? I'm just a normal girl who's struggling through school. But the grandma's like, no, you are a princess. Now that he's dead, we really need you to raise up. We need you to become the royalty that you are. And her mom's there saying, yes, that's true. We separated because we wanted you to grow up normal. Does anybody recognize this story? All right, I'm talking about the princess diary, aren't I? 
So let's go to the next slide. And you can see here in her life, she's living life unaware. Don't we do that? We're unaware of who we truly are, right? And then she's a confused. She's ashamed. She, she doesn't know where her past, what her past was or where her future lies. And yet a revelation knowledge comes. And then in an instant, she has to make a decision. What am I going to do with this knowledge? What am I going to do with it? I have two choices. I could say, forget it. You know, you didn't tell me until now. That's too bad. I'm not going to step into anything. Or she could embrace it saying, okay, so you said this is what I am. I'm going to trust that what you're saying is true now. And I'm not going to just believe it, but I'm going to do something about it. You, you hear what I'm saying? You have to take action. You can't just sit in what you know, can you? So the action she had to make or the choice she had to decide is, is am I going to actually learn what it is to be royal? What, what does that mean? Because you can watch TV, you can see them in all these pictures, and there's something about royalty, isn't there? They have an air about them. And, and it's not like a I'm better than you kind of air when you have a really good royal person. It's just a confidence and assurance. They know the family that they're in. They understand who they are. They know their identity. They know their identity. And then on top of that, they understand that they have a purpose. And the purpose isn't to strut about saying, oh, I'm a princess, I'm a prince, I'm, I'm this or that or the other, is it? The purpose is actually to serve their people. You understand? True royals are servants. And finally, they understand their authority. They have the authority to change, to make change, to be the change. All right. So go to the next slide. That girl, that girl is you. She's you. Even if you're a boy, she's you. You understand? Because, um, keep going. Through faith in Galatians 3, 26 through 29. Let's go ahead and turn there if you got your word. Because getting into your word, even though it's up there, that's great. But, like, use your Bible. Like, write in your Bible. If your Bible isn't written into and isn't used and isn't, like, all of that kind of stuff, do it. All right? But it says in there, listen up. This is so important. For you are all sons, or I could say daughters, of God through faith in Christ Jesus. Just through faith in Christ Jesus, the minute you make a decision for Christ, you become a Christ follower. The minute you have faith in Jesus Christ, you now are a son, a daughter. You are an heir of the king. You understand? It goes on in verse 27. For all who were baptized into Christ have clothed themselves with Christ. No longer do I look like June. I don't want to look like June anymore. I want to look like Christ. I want, when you look at me, not to see me, but to see him shining through me. Amen? That is what we want, right? There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free man. There is neither male nor female, nor young nor old, I could add in there. There is neither any of that, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. We are equal. 
Pastor Rick, he's, he's not more than me. You know, um, the children, they're not more than me. They're not less than me. You understand? We are all equal in the spirit. Amen? If you belong to Jesus Christ, then you are Abraham's descendants, heirs according to the promise. You're heirs. You're heirs. Go ahead. So you used to be average. You understand? The minute you received Christ Jesus, your DNA has changed just like this, just like this. Your DNA has changed. Now your lineage is no longer whatever your, your um, surname is, your last name. No longer is it that. Now you are part of God's family. Your lineage has changed. You are not you. You understand? You are a new creation. You are a new creation. You are a child of the king. You are an heir of the kingdom. Wherever you go, you bring God's kingdom with you. It doesn't matter where you go. You can go into the store. You can go into your workplace. And you say, oh, it's a secular workplace. I, I have this rut job, you know. I, I call to the ministry. Ah, stop. Because wherever you go, the ministry goes with you. Wherever you go, that kingdom is in you, it's through you. And it is so important that you bring them out, that that kingdom of God extends, expands. You hear me? It's so important. You're made for more. But the question is, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? You have a decision to make. I can't make that decision for you. Pastor Rick can't make that decision for you. Go ahead. See, what we have to remember is that royalty, you never see royalty striving. Do you? They're never trying to make it happen. They're, they're never feeling pressured to do it all. But isn't that how we feel? I do. I mean, I look at my to-do list, and I think, oh, my gosh, how am I going to get it done? And then I start doing all of this work, and I'm, I'm trying so hard. And God's like, you know, I never created you to be a human doing. You're a human being, so just be in my presence. Allow me to show you. I remember years ago, years ago, that I was at a conference, and it was Lisa. Was it? No, no, no. Oh, shoot. What was her name now? It wasn't. Oh, they were missionaries. Anyhow, it will come to me as I go. Maybe some of you were there and remember. But something she said that stuck with me. Who? It wasn't Bevere. It was an... No, anyhow. Anyhow, she was saying that she saw in a dream, a vision, herself sitting on this throne. All right, and then the cares of life were going all about her, and just like flying, you know, like the Calgon take me away kinds of commercials, where it's just going nuts, and she kept seeing herself jump up, and she'd go and she'd take care of this, and then she'd go sit down again, and she'd jump up and go and take care of this, and she's just frantic, running around trying to take care of all of this, and that's us. That's what we do over and over and over. We try to take care of stuff, you know? We try to make it happen, and God says, I'm healed, so I'm going to make myself healed, right? We try to, like, force this. And she says, but then all of a sudden she saw this other picture. And in this picture, she again was still sitting on this throne, 
right? And all the cares were still going on around her. Only this time was different because this time she would be sitting there at peace and all of a sudden God would say, okay, get up and do this. And she would slowly get up and she'd go and she'd take care of this. And then she'd go and sit back down and all those cares would be flying around her. But in God's timing, when he told her, that's when she would get up and do things. And see, that's royalty. They are confident and comfortable about who they are, and they know the authority that they have that they don't need to strive. They don't need to feel pressure to get it done because they will as long as they're listening to the voice of God. And we know, according to Scripture, that he's talking to us all the time. We just need to be and listen, right? Right? All right. So, so we know royalty isn't that at all. Let's go ahead. And this is the Passion Translation, and I didn't bring it with me, so I'm going to read it from the board here. And you did not receive a spirit of religious duty. No striving is necessary for you. When you got saved, God's like, that's enough. No more striving, no more trying to make it happen. You don't have that spirit anymore, leading you to fear the, to, into the fear of never being good enough. You know, this year... Um, I've been getting some prayer from some people here, and I'm so grateful for that, for very specific things, because God has had me kind of do, um, go back into some past stuff that has already been dealt with. Anybody ever do that? You think you deal with it, and all of a sudden it's coming around again, and it's coming around again, because actually God wants to take you deeper in some of those areas, but it's hard. I'm like going to him saying, okay, God, I thought I dealt with all this. What is going on now? You know, I don't, I don't want to go back there. The past is the past. And, and it was leading me into this, this, you know, oh, I'm not good enough. And what am I doing? And all that kind of stuff. And, and God reminded me, no, 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 June. You don't have that spirit anymore. You don't have to worry about it. There's no burden there. He says, you have instead received the spirit of full acceptance. I don't care what your past is. Because if I told you mine, some of you would be like, why is she even up there? But he says, no, you've got that spirit of full acceptance enfolding you, just enfolding you into the arms of God. You know, can, can't you feel it? Can't you feel his love? And he goes on and he says, and you will never feel orphaned. For as he rises up within our spirit, join him in saying the words of tender affection, beloved father, Abba, daddy. I don't know about you, but my, my dad, he's, he's wonderful. He's, he's a great father, but I, he was never daddy. I never could climb up into his lap and curl up as I see the kids do on some of yours. But our God, he's like, um, this is me. I'm the, I'm the father. I'm the daddy that you need to crawl up into my lap and you need to curl up and put your head on my shoulder. You know, because I have fully accepted you. I, I see everything. You can't hide anything from me. I see every crevice, even those doors you've closed, because you don't want to deal with it yourself. And I still love you. I still love you. And I have still called you for more. For more. So, go ahead to the next slide. 
Royalty reflects the king because you are his child. You are his heir. Let's go ahead and keep reading from the Passion Translated. For the Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us. As he whispers into our inmost being, you are God's most beloved child. I'm his favorite. You're his favorite, but I'm his favorite. You understand? And since we are his true children, we're not adopted. We are adopted. But, but see, he doesn't see us as separate. He sees us as his family, right? So we're his true children. We qualify to share all of his treasures for indeed we are heirs of God himself. He said that. I didn't say that. He said that. All right? And since we are joined to Christ, we also inherit all that he is and all that he has. <laughs> you understand what that means? You know, I think, I think we heard, you know, some of us think we just have enough. And God's like, no, 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 you've inherited it all. Quit striving for it. Let me bring it my way. All right? Let me bring it my way. And since we are joined to Christ, we also inherit all that he is, all that he has. We will experience being co-glorified with him so that when you look at me, you don't see me. You see God's glory through me. Amen. As I decrease, so he's going to increase in me, right? Provided, uh-oh, here it is, yep, that we accept his sufferings as our own. So I'm like, ooh, I don't know, that, that sounds kind of deep. So what does that mean? Because go ahead and go to the next slide. We know that royalty reflects the king, and we are his child, his heir, his ambassador, right? I'm his representative. His glory shines out of me, all right? But now wait a second. It also said that I have to, like, enter into his sufferings. Because the truth is, is that we do. When we actually recognize that we're his child, that we're his heir, that we're his ambassadors, look at the news on royalty. They are always splashed all over the headlines. People are always criticizing them. They can't do anything right or anything wrong without it being on the news, right? Persecution is a part of being part of the royal family. So get over it. I mean, let's face it, you are created for more than mucking around saying, oh, poor me, poor me. All right? Because we do that too much. We just smash everything that God wants because we get stuck in our hardships. Is life hard? Absolutely. Do you not want to walk through stuff? Totally. I don't either. The beginning of this summer, I'd be like, okay, I want to just lay down and give up. I don't want to go through this again. Maybe let's, you know, God, you got something else planned, right? But no, I, you know, I, in, in the last couple of weeks, I kept hearing this song, and you probably all know it, but, you know, my music is behind a lot of times. And I kept hearing this one line in the song. And so finally I'm like, okay, I need to figure out what this song is and listen to it. Well, the words just resonated with me, so I brought them here. And um, we'll go ahead and... Look at those words, because it's from The Warrior by Hannah Kerr. Do you know that song? So, well, you need to listen to it, because here's the words. Staring down the face of fear, got to keep breathing. Got to keep breathing. When the negative is all you hear, you got to keep believing, 
right? Because in the dark, there is a light. Your truth, it keeps on burning bright. Brave enough to fight the fight and shout the battle cry. You'll never stop me. I'm a warrior. When I fall down, I get stronger. That's the line. That's the line I kept hearing. When I fall down, I get stronger. I've fallen down like a million, trillion, billion times. I can't even keep track of how many times I fall down. And you know what? I'll probably fall down again because that's just life. We fall down. But faith is my shield and his love is my armor. All right? Every scar on my skin is a beautiful reminder of a moment when I didn't give in and walked through the fire. You know, it's our testimonies. It's our, our trials, our challenges. That is the beauty that allows other people to see that there's hope in Christ. Right? It's not how great we do things because we just push people away then. Because they can't relate. You know, but when they, when they see our story, when they hear how God has redeemed us, they see his hope. It's the good news. All right, let's go ahead and go to the next one. Because you are made for more. You're his child. You're his heir. You're his ambassador. You are a warrior. You're a warrior. You know, one of the saddest things I, I heard once was a person, and I thought they were really strong in the faith. This is in South Africa. And all of a sudden, I was talking to her, and she was going through a really hard time, and she's like, I give up. I can't do this anymore. I'm like, what do you mean you can't do it anymore? She's like, well, I was told that, that God's going to bless me if I come to him, and I, I can't fight this. Too often, we look for things that make us feel good, and then when life gets hard, then we give up. Life is going to be hard. But God has created you as a warrior. He has equipped you in Ephesians 6 with every single piece of armor you will ever need. All you need to do is put it on. All you need to do is take it up. All you need to do is walk it out. Right? And you are victor. It's just who you are. So go ahead and go to the next slide because... I'm going to ask you, what are you going to do about it? You've got a decision to make. What are you going to do about all of this? Go ahead. Knowing changes nothing. If you leave here saying, oh, that was really a good word, you know, I'm, I'm glad I'm a child, an heir, an ambassador, a warrior, and you know that all, that's great, but that does nothing. Absolutely nothing. It's doing that is going to impact everything. It's going to totally revolutionize your life. Totally. All right, go on. You're going to grow in relationship, and God's giving you opportunities all around you. I heard him. I heard him up here today. He's giving you all kinds of opportunities. You're going to grow in relationship and knowledge and understanding and application. See, as a child... God wants you to know who you are. He wants you to have purpose. He wants you to, to be able to step into the authority. So, so I'm going to give you, can I tell you my story a little bit? All right. I'm going to use notes for the first time. Because I don't know my own story. Actually, it's because there's certain parts of my story I want to bring out to your attention. All right. 
So as it's already been mentioned, I've been here for a long time. I started coming to this church in 1994. This church, actually I was sitting right over here when I gave my life to the Lord, when I got saved. And I remember that day, Joe Morris was here. I don't know why I had to wait for a special speaker. I could have done it with anybody. But I did, um, as many people do. And anyhow, God just, you know, that guilt just kind of fell off my shoulders. You know, giving your life to the Lord, it's the best decision you could ever make. If you haven't made it yet, you must, must, must before you leave today. It's going to change your life. It changed mine. And so I grew up here. This is my family. I attended those classes. See, I knew coming to Sunday church was good, but I knew it wasn't going to change me. I knew I was made for more. And so I started studying, and in every opportunity that was given me to, to learn and grow more, I needed to take, because honestly, how many of you study the Bible in depth one topic, one time a year? Raise your hand. Okay, not very many people have their hands up. So I'm guessing if I say how many of you take a topic and study the Bible in depth every month, your hands wouldn't be up either. Or every week. Okay, I got a few. How about every day? You know, the only way we are going to be able to grow in relationship with the Father, grow deeper in who we are, understanding who we are and what we're created to do, is by doing that. You understand? Now, when life gets busier, I know it's even more important that I get into a study, a Bible study. So I'll go online. I go wherever I need to go to get some word. And I like to study, and I study every day on my own. But I study differently when I'm busy. I kind of just like skip over things. So I know it's important for me to get in to something to take me deeper at that point. So don't tell me you're too busy to go to class or join a life group. You're going to make the decision that's going to change your life, that's going to get you into that place where you know that you know that you know that you're his child, his heir, his ambassador, his warrior. You need to do what it takes. And busy people, you can handle being a little bit busier. And I don't care what age you are. I don't think there's an age restriction in class, is there? All right, well, find out what's the age restriction. All right, well, find out because, because you need to take the class. Because, you know, little did I know, I thought I was doing great. I said, you know, we are made for more. I thought I was doing great. I was working at the hospital. I was managing multiple departments. I was doing really great. I was plugged into church. I was teaching in church. I was doing all that. I was doing great. How could I be made for more, right? But God continues to show you, I've designed you for more. I've designed you for more. So little do I know, I go to South Africa, right? Now, this is God. Because remember, I'm just a nurse manager. I'm like nobody. But then all of a sudden, he has me starting a nonprofit here and in South Africa. He starts having me hire up people and hire people there and train people. You understand? That is what God's going to do. You're made for more. I would never have thought I would be living overseas, number one. I, I just didn't. I never would have thought I would have started a company because that's what it is. You know, it's a nonprofit company. But I did. Because, see, God did it through me because I was willing. I say, okay, yes, God, I'm your child, I'm your heir, I'm your ambassador, I'm your warrior, I'll do whatever you want. Because you're king, and I'm just a princess. 
So you don't know where God's going to take you, but you got to find out. You have to find out. Now, starting off with Ignite South Africa in 2010, I had these people. Now, these people, 80% of them have never gone beyond grade 12. 80% had never had another job. They are poverty level and extreme poverty, so they did not even have enough food to put on their table. You hear what I'm saying? And so I'm to work with these people. You know the first thing I did? Start a believer school. Started teaching foundations of Christian growth. Every single person who works with me has got to go through those. They go through foundations of Christian growth. They go through God's plan for Christian service. They go through discipleship training. It just is. And now we have pastors going through it as well. But I'm going to focus on, my, on the staff. Because these staff, these 12 people impacted 20,000 people last year. 20,000. Seven of them taught in public school using the Bible as part of their resource, 4,664 kids. That's because they realize they're made for more. They realize that God has a plan and a purpose. They learn through the class, number two class what their gifts were and how to grow their gifts and how to use their gifts. They recognize that they're a disciple and they had to go and disciple others. So now that class, not only is it going into the schools and everything, we have pastors from all over coming and taking it to bring it into their churches. You have been given a gift. You, seriously, you have to recognize. Sometimes, you know, when, when it's all right around you, you don't realize what you have. I mean, like some of your prayer warriors who are prophesying and all that, you don't realize it's right there. We take it simple, right? We take it for granted. And we don't always receive those around us. We wait for somebody else to come in. And then we're like, oh, okay, now I understand. But you, you have to pay attention because God has placed an abundance here. That he wants you to just get fat on to go and feed others. To take into your workplace. To take into your families. To take into the communities. All right? Because that's your ministry. That's your first ministry. My first ministry is not this. My first ministry is not even Ignite South Africa. My first ministry is my daughters, now my grandchildren, my parents. That's my first ministry. It's so when I get on an airplane and it's the person sitting next to me. I used to pray, forgive me, but I used to pray that I'd be with somebody quiet and they'd sleep through it. <laughs> I'm being honest. But now I'm like, Lord, use me wherever. You understand? It's an opportunity that he's given us. Go ahead and go to the next slide. Do your story. You're made for more. You're made for more. Do your story now. Go to the next one. Crush it. Take a class. Apply what you learn. Step out in faith. You got to apply it, right? God, is not, God wants to stretch you because, see, if we do things in our own strength, it's us doing it. And I'm a good doer, so I can do a lot on my own. And it's, it's when I step out and do things that I feel incapable of that God is in it. You understand? And trust God. You're made for more. Amen. 
So, Father God, I just thank you for your people. I thank you, Lord, that, that you will take this word and you will plant it within them, Lord. Let that seed grow out, that they understand that they are your child. They are your heir. They are your ambassador. They are your warrior, Lord. And help them, give them boldness, strength, bravery to step forth and walk in it. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen.